Comics. Movies. Music. Video games. Technology. Blu-ray. Television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No Google. No Amazon.com. No email. No podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. Hey everybody, welcome to episode 35 of the Walking Dead TV podcast. I'm Jordan from Jersey. I'm joined tonight with Mr. Brad Milo and special guest Aaron North. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing well. Doing great. Good to have you, Aaron. Yes, yeah, definitely, thanks. definitely. Certainly happy to be back on. Shall we and pull back the curtain and, and tell the listeners that Johnny M does does not like doing commentaries? He, does, he doesn't want to do commentaries. Ken doesn't like zombies. And Russ does actual work for a living. So. Nobody knows who Ken is. I know who Ken is. Yeah, but the listeners don't. Th- that's why they should listen to the Legion of Dudes podcast at hhwlod.com. Oh, okay. okay. What a what a plug. <laughs> uh, and tonight we are doing our episode commentary for the final episode of season one of The Walking Dead, TS19. So we've come full circle, as they say. I can't wait. I haven't seen yeah. it since since it aired. I think I might have seen it after that, but only only in preparation for when we talked about it after we aired. So it's been a while. Aaron, you said I, uh, you watched uh, Wildfire last night, right? Yeah, I watched Wildfire to, you know, get myself caught up on the where we were in the story, even though there's only six episodes. But uh, yeah, and I'm excited to watch this. I've watched it a few times because I, I think I wrote about this. Episode. Actually, yeah, that was like, one of the first things that was on the site on, on the HHWLD site. I, did you I run Colin Wildfire? After you watched <laughs> it, did you run Colin Wildfire? <laughs> I guess that's a no. And uh, as as another plug, you can, of course, check out all of Aaron's awesome uh, text reviews on HHWLOD.com, including he just put up his review of the movie Drive, which we both agree is awesome. And you can check out his podcast, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, every week on HHWLOD.com or on iTunes, where they talk about all kinds of new movies that are released every week and uh, review them, talk about old stuff. And it's uh, generally a really fun show. Yeah, we're, you know, we're on there and we're trying to have fun. Yeah, check us out. And, of course, Brad's show, because that's the only one we haven't talked about yet. Half Hour Wasted every Monday is also on HHWLOD.com, and that one's also a lot of fun. They talked about DC Reboot this week. Last week it was fantasy football. Before that it was uh, music and a whole bunch of other stuff. So there's a wide variety of topics all over the place at HHWLOD.com, including Walking Dead TV. So maybe we should talk about zombies. I wanted to uh, shout out to Tammy Klein. She's a listener uh, of our show here. And uh, on Twitter she is That Amuses Me. Anyway, she uh, she sent me and Frank and Bill an email saying that she started listening to Half Hour Wasted a couple of months ago, and uh, she heard about it through The Walking Dead. She loves the show, and she can't wait to hear what is to come, she says. So that's very cool. Thank you for listening. Rock, rock on. That's awesome. Well, if we're, if we're doing shout-outs, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout-out to the Dicks and Vixens, because uh, I've been, especially what uh, BDS Murph, I believe, um, I got to I got to listen to the episode where you got, where they had the um, what a Dragon Con is that what it is? Uh, yeah, I yes. think those were last year. Yeah, Dra- Dragon Con. Yeah, they they taped that whole uh, Walking Dead uh, panel there, and uh, 
that was that was quite quite entertaining. I enjoyed listening to that. Tammy Klein is a a member of the Dixons Vixens as well. Ah, okay, well, that makes sense. Okay, yeah, both those uh, both those panel episodes were pretty pretty awesome. Even w- even when they didn't have the actual stars on there, there was lots of laughs to be had. So I really enjoyed listening to those. Yeah, yeah. it was a lot of fun. Brad, do you want to talk about our sponsor this week before we get into the actual commentary? I'll briefly mention them. I'd like to jump right into this commentary. So uh, you guys visit dcbservice.com. It's a mail-order comic book service. You can get up to 40% off of most of your Marvel and DC books and a lot of your Image comics, which is uh, where The Walking Dead is published. You can also visit instocktrades.com. That's their sister or brother website. Uh, where they sell hardcovers and trade paperbacks, and you can get those for a, a vast uh, discount as well, at least 38% off on uh, most of those things. And you can pick up all the Walking Dead hardcovers and uh, trade paperbacks and omnibuses and all that stuff. So patronize them. And if you do, for the first time, uh, for DCB service, you can use WD8 as a code and get an extra 8% off of your first order. So that's instocktrades.com and dcbservice.com. And if, uh, if you do that, send us an email at comments at walkingdeadtv.com because we'd love to know who's following that link in, uh, and uh, making us some money there. So that's awesome. Let's jump into this. Let's do it. Uh, if you're on disc, it's going to be two seconds in is where we have our files paused, uh, Blu-ray or DVD. And if you're using an iTunes copy or presumably Amazon as well, you're going to be seven seconds into the file. You should be looking at a wooden door in a white room with the number 450 next to the door. Can you guys see the very top left corner of the door frame? Top left, yes. Top right is slightly out of frame. Yeah. Yes. Same here. Same here cool. on both of those accounts. So we're all we're all in the, in the same place, though, so that's awesome. So listeners, get your files queued up. Pause this, cue it up, and then come right back and we'll get started. All right, so we're going to count down three, two, one, go, and then everybody unpause their video at the same time and we'll get right into this. Three, two, one, go. Door just opened. We're going to finally find out what's in that hatch. Oh, wait, that's later. <laughs> so this was our first and pretty much only substantial flashback, not counting uh, not counting Rick's in the beginning, the first episode, the pilot. Man, this scene right here, holy cow. When I was, I, I mean, we, we <clears throat> I didn't mean to interrupt, but I mean, gosh, this is just, it's just heavy duty stuff going on here, you know? Yeah, there's a lot of chaos going on, and we can ob- we obviously <clears throat> know that this is a flashback because there are soldiers and and all that kind of stuff. So, and if that's not a dead giveaway right there, what is? Now, from what we're hearing, there's going to be a lot more flashbacks in season two. It'll be interesting to see whether they're pre or post zombie apocalypse, what characters they focus on, but uh, I-, I think they handled this flashback at least pretty well. It, it definitely opened up. A lot more discussion on Shane's motivations, what he knew or didn't know. Um, and if it, if it serves to give us more content to talk about, it can't be bad, right? Yeah, for sure. I, I've said in the past that Shane, I think, is the most interesting character on this show thus far. And you know, this certainly was a huge way to you know make him more 
relevant and more even more interesting than in the comics in some ways, given his lengthier presence. Now, I know he worked out at one point exactly, give or how take, how, yeah, how much time this would have been, but I've already forgotten. Well, I don't know that we ever could all really officially agree or... on it. Oh, that's true. I'd say a good six weeks at the least, though. I just turned my subtitles on. Yeah, that's how I roll. <laughs> Mm, caught between a zombie and a hard place. <laughs> I think it's interesting that as soon as they turn the corner, he can smell them. Yeah, that is a interesting point. And it's that bad that he has to actually cover his mouth. I forget who pointed it out, but that's not the same bed that's actually in front of the door when Rick does wake up in episode one. It was some nerd, probably. <laughs> no, cl- clear, clearly, clearly, the zombies moved it and put another bed in its place because they're things of, of, of it was pattern. A, it was a feng shui issue. That doesn't go away after you die. Ex- yeah, yeah, there you go. That's what it was. Just because you're dead doesn't mean you can't have style. <laughs> We're getting close to season two, fellas. I know, oh, yeah. right? It's uh, less than a month. It? Can you smell it? I don't I think that's the episode, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Okay, now let's find out what's in that hatch. That was a good, just to go back to the previous episode, that was a lot of good Rick in like the end of the episode as he's pounding on that door. He, he's really, he was really selling the character and just him putting it all out there and trying to get into the CDC. Yeah, I think that, yeah. that Englishman has done a really nice job. For sure. Who had a birthday, I guess, like last week, I believe. Yeah, I remember seeing something about that on Facebook. I think Andrew Lincoln's birthday was last week from this recording. And here we go. Here's Jenner. Has anyone ever pointed out that Jenner is an obvious kind of nod to Edward Jenner, who invented the smallpox vaccine? Yes, I believe we have. That was probably somebody like Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I remember reading it. I don't remember talking about it, but I didn't. I certainly did not know it off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure you mentioned it on the show. Okay. Oh, that's a nice subtle nod. Which Even is though a, he doesn't quite invent a vaccine. But. Which is another nice little, you know, you know, we're comparing it to Lost in many ways because of the hatch and stuff, but Lost had so many different characters named after famous scientists, famous philosophers. And they're, of course, not the only show to have ever done that, but mm-hmm. it does bring to mind Lost in a good way. <laughs> Elevator scenes. This makes me want to go watch Super 8 again, now that I'm seeing him. No, oh, yeah, I forgot he was in that. He was a general or something, right? Military yeah, something guy. like that.
by written by Frank Darabont was co-wrote this. Didn't did he get a didn't he get a co-writing credit for every episode though or all but one uh, or something like that? Maybe I don't know. I'm just, I just I just happened, uh, happened to notice it here. Yeah, not not trying to undercut it there. I'm just try, uh, curious. That ring, um, that ring of light in the ceiling reminds me of um, what is it? How I learned to love the bomb. What is that? How Doctor Strange love? Yeah, love the atomic bomb. Doesn't it remind you of that? It's been a while since I've seen it. Oh, the whole this whole setting has uh, a. Honestly, I think of Goldeneye every time. <laughs> I think of a control room and going. Yeah, actually, I'm looking it up now. It looks like Frank Darabont did get a lot of get a writing credit on every episode, except oh no, for Vatos too. She needs some. She needs some cookies oh, and no, some orange juice. Yeah. <laughs> he only got a he got developer credit on each one, but a written by credit on tele, on a. Uh, on the days, yeah, first episode, days gone by, guts and TS nineteen. This scene was just such a change of pace for the whole show. Yeah, people were smiling, <laughs> and soon, at least, they will be showered. And I don't yes. care what you say; a mom wouldn't let her son, even in the apocalypse, try some alcohol. I think that's really a that might be a regional thing. Because while my parents certainly wouldn't, I know plenty of parents who probably would. It's interesting, the whole building is so well, almost overlit, except for this one room that just has the single light above the table. (laughs) I wonder if the CDC has a gift shop somewhere. <laughs> they probably have those plush diseases. Yeah. <laughs> Dale smiling. Shane's not, but it's probably because of, you know the chair and his pants. That's obviously grape juice, right? That they're drinking because of the bubbles around the the top. I mean, wine doesn't bubble up like that, does it? It's a CDC wine. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> Some great acting from him this episode. From from Jenner? From Noah Emmerich? Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Definitely from him. Yeah, for sure. For, you know, a character who's, you know, only in this episode and the last one, he certainly makes a presence. And, you know, who knows? Maybe we'll see more of him in the second season in some form of, I guess, flashback. I, mean, I doubt it. His face lands know. on one of the vehicles as they drive away. <laughs> He comes back to life as a burn victim zombie. <laughs> Every time I see Laurie Holden, she just gets cuter and cuter. <laughs> Is that Sophia there still holding the doll she was given by uh yeah. by the other girl last episode? 
Glenn. <laughs> Finally, the shower scene. <laughs> I thought this was interesting because you really can see you know what's inside them right now their emotions you know they're happy they're relieved they're happy Rick's a little in the mood there uh uh yeah. <laughs> and then we got Shane drinking in the shit <laughs> I remember this <laughs> He's pissed. That's how upset he is. He's drinking in the shower. I always find that Southern Comfort is better in the shower. And Laurie just, she's lost. She doesn't know what to do without Amy. Is that a bandage on her knee? Mm-hmm. Yep. Did she get cut in a previous episode? I don't know. Dale's so good. It's weird how he always uses up all the shampoo, though. <laughs> he got some bushy eyebrows, didn't he? <laughs> Well, they're not quite Scorsese level, but they they are. They could use some trimming. The apocalypse just left him no time. Jim took the air eyebrow razor. We've seen in some of the season two promos, we've seen Laurie um, really wanting to get out, wanting to, you know, she's talking to Shane like, hey, if you go, I'm going, you know, I'm not, I can't, I don't have anything here. Laurie Holden. Yes. Laurie Holden. Thank you. A- Andrea. Sorry. Andrea. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, That's why I was just confused for a second. I was like, wait, what? I missed that promo. Rick's a little bit of, it's a tricky room to walk around. Well, I'm excited to see um, where things go next season with uh, all the characters. I mean, we since this is you know it's the end of the first season, like you, especially things like characters that you know weren't didn't have as much to do, like like uh, Rick's son, um, uh, uh, Carl. Uh, given you know, given uh, given how much Rick is you know done to be with his family, it'll be it'll be neat to see more of that play out in the wake of this apocalypse and how that translates to, you know, television versus reading the comic. Right. And that, now that they've 
weaned out or whittled down the cast a little bit uh, in this mm-hmm. episode and previous episodes, you know, and it, and it doesn't look like they're adding too many new people. Hopefully, the, you know, more on Irony Singleton as T-Bone. I'd like to see, um, especially because he's a new character, but also, you know, uh, Daryl and possibly Merle. Of course, yeah. Of course, Daryl. Do we know if is um if Norman Reedus is he officially part of the cast or is he still special guesting? Uh, that I do not, not sh- know. I'm not sure if we know that yet. And then what's Ed's wife's name? Carol. 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 Her her character in in the as I remember at least in the show is substantially different from how she was portrayed in the comics. So that opens up a lot of interesting storylines that they could do as well. Okay, now here we here we go. With this scene. There's another one where you put Shane, you put Shane in that that place of you can't quite like the character, but you, he, there's despite his actions here, which are you know abhorrent, like they're not he's not doing he's drunk and he's not doing things that are of right mind, but certainly not too forgivable. But it makes his the way he you know how he's trying to relate to Laurie and what he's gone through and how he can try to explain what's happened. Like it makes him a very interesting character to me. Like, and his pants are way high. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought it was an interesting writing and uh, production decision to, you know, the beginning of this episode before or before the beginning of this episode, we thought of Shane a certain way, you know, mm-hmm. and then they kind of buy him back a little bit in the beginning only to in this scene. I don't want to say um, ruin all that they had bought back, but they, you know, they kind of one step forward, two steps back type of thing. And that, that gives a lot of interesting depth to the character. For sure. Yeah. Which will once again just makes it very interesting as to how things will play out in the second season. Right, for for, for various reasons. Mm-hmm. And yeah, in addition to to Jenner, um, uh, John Bernthal, he does. I think he does very strong work here throughout this episode. Really, I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Are you um, for season two? Are you interested in seeing? more character-centric episodes, and by character-centric, I mean, like, an episode that focuses mainly on Shane, or mainly on Lori, or mainly on Rick, or do you want to see episodes that kind of deal more with the group? Or do you want to mix? Um, I think if it did too, for, for me, I think if it did too much character-centric stuff, it'd be, I think it'd be, it, even with this episode, you're already kind of, you know, you think lost a little bit too much, and I think it'd be a little bit it, it, I, I know they wouldn't necessarily be going for like let's make it more like Lost, but it would certainly I'd have that in the back of my mind if it was you know specific characters of Flash, even with flashbacks, which I assume they're probably not going to do. Like that's true. If, if they married both of those storytelling yeah. techniques, it'd be, it'd be, be like whoa, what, what are we doing here? But um, certainly, I, I, I enjoy the group aspect a lot, especially like in the comics and how that goes. So I, I like to see that handled in the in the in the future episodes, not necessarily from like a let's fight all these zombies standpoint, but just a how this group dynamic plays out in the wake of a zombie apocalypse. I'd be, I'd be more curious to see those kind of episodes. I mean, yeah, a mix would be, you know, the best kind of thing because you, you know, you get to learn about these characters in general, but uh, I, I, I always enjoy seeing the group, you know, work through what this zombie apocalypse, how, how things play out in terms of the new kind of order that they need to establish for themselves. You can't do one type of episode only. You know, you got to have a mix. And that's what makes the comics so good. You got issues that deal with just people, and then you got dis- issues that deal with the group, and then you got, you know, issues that are when you, you don't even see a zombie, you know? Yeah. Right. 
that's always one of the greatest things about when I watch the original Dawn of the Dead, the George Romero Dawn of the Dead, where you know you go a good a good hour really without without dealing with zombies, where it's just four people trapped in a mall. Yeah, except for the opening, at least. Yeah, once once yeah. they're there for a while. Yeah, like once they yeah they get settled into the mall, you get this. You just get this really long, just middle section of just dealing with all the characters and how they're handling the situation. And there's like maybe you see a zombie in the background, but they're not like the the, the focus of things. And that's you know that's why I really enjoy the book and why I'd like to hope to enjoy you know the rest of the series as well because it's very much zombies in the background. And you know it's cool to see zombies you know in general like that's that's why we all like that's you know what draws us to the show into this you know genre in general but you know seeing character work above the the uh, zombie action I, it's it's why the show's on amc i guess nice little look there between laurie and and shang he says it's not like me at all to do something like that I don't know if you guys noticed earlier uh, before the scene with Laurie and Shane in the library, uh, they had a wide shot of this room and uh, on the wall was a red clock with the countdown going. It was real brief, might have been two second shot, but you, if you were paying attention, you could, you could see that countdown had already started. I had not noticed that. That's cool. That's the that's the clock right there on the back. Right, right. At one oh eight, interestingly enough. <laughs> He's lost humor. His whole speech here is just so great. You feel like you know this character, even though he's only been on on screen for less than a combined what? 30 minutes over the last two episodes. I'd like to think that Daryl's listening to all this going, huh? <laughs> Speak English. <laughs> I forgot about that line. You don't make sense ever. <laughs> This is cool because we get some explanation as to what's happening, the science behind it. So we kind can, of. Yeah, we can understand, but we we still don't know why it's happening or the cause, you know, how it all started, which is good. I think that's important. But just feeding us enough of this to kind of keep us interested, I think uh, was a really good idea. It's kind of how I felt about fantasy football after the last episode. I feel like I understand how it works, just not why people love it so much, except for Bill. But... Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry. No, it was really interesting, actually. For anyone who's interested in fantasy football, check out that episode. <laughs> I, I definitely feel like I didn't understand the, all the technical aspects of it before. Now I definitely feel like I do. Having all this technical jargon that Jenner's going through, uh, it certainly, it kind of, for me, it, te- it like I get what they're trying to do, and it kind of teetered on the edge for me when they first started bringing it up. It's like they're not going to do this, are they? Like explain things. Like that's not coof for the fans of Walking Dead. But uh, I liked I liked how it was handled. It was just yeah, basically a scientific way of saying we don't know, but someone was bitten and it's it's gotten worse. 
course, as everybody knows, the zombie outbreak occurred from a giant hole in the center of of Atlanta that needed to have a plug stopped in it, but the smoke monster managed to get out, and uh, <laughs> zombies were... I thought it was the Saturn V rocket or whatever when it returned. It brought back a... Wasn't that from Dawn of the Dead or from Night of the Living? Oh, it was Night of the... Yeah, Night of the Living Dead. Gas. <laughs> which, of course, the, the satellite landed on top of a rage-infected monkey, which <laughs> went on to spread the disease. great little look from right there when he said but they're not alive like <laughs> i haven't actually been killing people have i I feel terrible that I can't remember her name, but the actress who plays Sophie's mom or Sophie's mom looks like a Moira Turney from uh, ER. You think so? Uh, like she was just like, on a couple episodes on res- of Rescue Me. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say she was just on Rescue Me with a shaved head because the, even the actress just went through cancer. Um, and but with the short hair, they have a very similar face. Talking about the girl that was on news radio those years ago. Yes, yes. Yeah, Moira Turney. Hmm, I don't think they look alike at all, but I haven't seen her lately, so. Yeah, look up a picture of her with with the closely shorn hair, and it's a uh, it's interesting. I can see what you're getting at then, a little bit. I'd say she has a smaller face, though, if that makes any sense. So we get the information here that this is happening. You know, all over the earth, basically. That everybody's experiencing this. Which reminds me of the helicopter from episode one. You think we touch on that at all, season two? I mean, I sure hope so. But, you know, I always forget about that helicopter. See, look, Dale just points out the countdown. Yeah. That's not just the time till dinner clock. Yeah, I this is one to... Go ahead, sorry. What? I was no, going to say, I'm, I'm not going to name character names, but I wonder, I still wonder if that helicopter is connected to a as-yet-seen character from the comics. Hmm. Hmm. Possible. And how, how much more terrifying it could be if that character has a helicopter at his or her disposal. Well, I bet, um, I bet they won't forget about that helicopter because it really, you know, they've planned this. Right. Nothing, yeah, don't don't write thought, it off as a hallucination. Nothing here I, doesn't happen for a reason. I thought they forgot about that grenade in the first episode, but boy, howdy, it comes back here. And boy, does it. Speaking of the comics, I found out that the next hardcover comes out October 18th, two days after the uh, the uh, series begins. So oh, nice. That has me excited. That's that must cool. mean a new, uh, co- new softcover is around the corner too, doesn't it? No. That's uh, no. Volume 7, which contains 
trades. Uh, well, possibly yes, but <clears throat> trade fourteen is out already. Thirteen so. and fourteen will be included in that new hardcover. How similar is this to the fetch quest you're doing in Dead Island, Aaron, where you have to go find the barrels? I need six barrels of uh, gasoline to power the generator. <laughs> uh, the, the quests I've been on in Dead Island are mainly involving selfish people that want to get their jewelry or their loved ones. Yeah. <laughs> self, self, selfish things like that. <laughs> I wonder if this part was shot in the basement of the Performing Arts Center where the rest of the CDC is or whether it's a completely different location. Well, if they're on location filming in Atlanta, it could be. You never know. I want that science dog t-shirt. You could probably buy one. Yeah, but that involves money. I'm a poor student. I thought it was strange that Jenner shows up here with his shirt and tie. I'm like... Why is he dressing up? You know, like he wants to be well presented when he dies or something. Yeah, but it, you know, at this point, we don't exactly know I what's going to happen. But even that's in that's retrospect, he knows he's going to explode. I'd want to be comfortable when I was going. I, I can see where he's coming from on this. Level. He's you know, he's prepare he's preparing for his end, and he's going out the way he wants to. <laughs> my southern comfort holding out the wind Now, if they just turned around now, they'd be fine. He seems extraordinarily calm. Yeah. Guess that's what happens when you resign yourself to a, a fate. Yeah, what's done is done. For him, anyway. Uh, 
Now, if he was recording all this, that means it's being sent presumably to someplace not in the building since the building's going to explode. I wonder if we ever – that actually might be an interesting way to bring his character back in some way. That's what I was just thinking, yeah. You know, someone else has been watching. Yeah, granted, that's that's another very lost thing to do, you know, well, you know at the other station. but could be broadcasting it at the same time. Oh, do you think he might put it over like over the airwaves? Yeah, possibly. That could be. It'd be interesting to know whether the CDC, the real CDC, has um, direct broadcasting capabilities. I would think in this day and age they would. Yeah. Well, his resolve is just broken. He probably got fed up with Shane's pants. <laughs> it's like, this is how I'm going out. Yeah, that that doesn't sound good at all. That's... You'll get a nasty sunburn from that. Mm. What a downer this guy is. <laughs> <laughs> Dale's looking at him like he's an idiot. Yeah, here we go. Because that always works to throw a glass bottle at a locked door. <laughs> and then this plan. Axe. <laughs> Two axes. <laughs> Your head ain't. <laughs> oh, that's. A... <laughs> well, well, let's not make this about me. The everything part.
Now I um when this when this episode initially aired, I wasn't the biggest fan. Of it. I did not like this episode, but it wasn't my favorite among all of the six. And uh, it kind of had to do it had to do mainly with all this stuff because it was. I certainly did not, you know, did not believe that all the characters were about to die in the in the last episode of the first season, and uh, it, it just kind of felt like false tension to me because I didn't quite get into you know the. The situation, because I knew there'd be a way out. I was certainly curious how they'd get out of it, and I think it—I <clears throat> think the episode does pull it off quite well. But still, still didn't stand as you know one of my. It, it's in the in the lower half of my episodes that I preferred this for this first season, which you know I still like this whole season overall. All the episodes I think are quite good in their own ways. It's just, this one just wasn't my favorite. It's much more successful in the tension when it's focusing on like a single character, like Lori. Will Will Lori choose to? Andrea, yeah. sorry, now I'm doing it too. Uh, Andrew, will, yeah. will Andrea choose to stay behind? You know, but yeah, you're yeah, right on this yeah. large scale level. Yeah, and you know the character you do lose is what is um Jackie. Jackie, you know, I can barely remember her name. And well, but I mean, for someone who hasn't read the comics, they don't know that any that's, possible yeah, that's, upcoming stories for for Lord, for Andrea. That's true. That is okay. That's a good. That is a good point, actually, for people that aren't familiar with the comics. I, I'd imagine it works better for them on that level. Well, although I mean, still, you're not going to like kill off Rick and Shane and Lori. Right, right. The mo- the like, moment they have it as all the characters or any main character to die in such a dumb way, it loses some credibility. Could have been an interesting way to take out Shane. <laughs> I wouldn't have seen that coming. People would have been ticked, though. Daryl yeah. ain't messing around. He's back there at the door again. Yeah, he's still there. <laughs> he's like, screw this talk. Yes, clearly, he should be thinking with portals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if Vi all of a sudden turned into Gladys, that would be amazing. <laughs> and then it says, everyone, just, everyone just relax. Everyone just relax. Let's have cake. <laughs> the cake is a lie. Mm-hmm. Next season, they'll run into a British guy who tries to pull the same thing. <laughs> Played by Stephen Merchant. You know, those people out there are wondering what the heck you're talking about. <laughs> Portal. Play Portal. Portal 2. I'd like to think that people that watch The Walking Dead and listen to this podcast are familiar with Portal. Actually, yeah. if you're listening to this episode within about a week of it being released, I think you'll still be able to get the original Portal for free from Steam. They, they've had it for free for like, it's like a span of two weeks or something. For the PC? Uh, PC, Mac... Well, yeah, PC and Mac, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, it'd be worth the original purchase price, but it's definitely worth free. It's an amazing game. Yeah, it is. And it won't eat up too, too much of your time. No zombies yet, but uh, it is in the Half-Life universe, so there technically are zombies around. Here comes the whisper. <laughs> your fly's down. See, so he looked at he's like, your fly's down. <laughs> Yeah, that's another thing. They they better they they better not go too long without answering what the heck he just said. It clearly affected Rick because he looked like he yeah. was about to pass out or something. Was there a did we did you guys have like a poll or something of what or like a Twitter a tweet off of like what do you think uh, Jennifer said to? I mean, there was a lot of people who went the Lori is pregnant route. However, granted, this could be complete 
a complete bluff on their part. The producers did say in between seasons that's not what it is, that that would be the obvious route and it's not going to be that. Um, Which I'd like to think, yeah. I think that's... But in that case, what could it be, you know? I mean, they never mentioned the helicopter around him, did he, for him to be like, you weren't hallucinating or something? Maybe he says something about Shane doing something. Yeah, well, yeah, that was another... Some people said perhaps he saw on the security cameras... Yeah. Uh, Shane assaulting Lori. Or, I don't think you said this, you know, Lori, or, uh, yeah, Lori's pregnant, but it's not yours. It could be. It's amazing those axes are still in one piece. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, it's CDC brand. It's made of unobtainium. So. <laughs> I'll use this chair. It's much sharper than the axes. I love that combat shotgun. Yeah, I'll take one of those. Breathman? Oh, it's the next page of the script. <laughs> when is now going to be now now? Soon. Man, if these guys had a portal gun, there's so many troubles would be just easily handled. I think life could be handled better with a portal gun. <laughs> Great uh great effect of Rick being in the air when it goes off and just kind of flying forward towards the camera. And a great example of cool guys not looking at explosions. Yeah. <laughs> if he did, I think his eyeballs would be gone. If he was cool, he would have walked away slowly without looking. He, he'd be in the upper echelon of cool guys that don't look at explosions, but mm-hmm. he still managed to not look at the explosion, so he's pretty cool. <laughs> Jackie's like, no one's going to try to talk me out of this. <laughs> <laughs> well, T-Dog already did. That's true. It's crazy eyed Dale right there. Jeffrey DeMunn's selling it. I don't want to die. I'm leaving. Come on, Dale. Let's go. The matter is settled. Oh, yeah, we got some good kills coming up here. Mm-hmm. And didn't... didn't um? Here comes Daryl with two axes. Didn't he say that was an improvised thing in one of our... One of the panel discussions we heard? It was something like I that. I think we axed... I think we axed him. <laughs> I think we axed him... <laughs> That's uh, funny. ...when we interviewed him, and we asked him about that. I think he... Didn't he, he made he, up some core... Didn't he say he said, hey, what if I do this? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And didn't, I believe, like Chandler Riggs, what Carl, he said something about, like, Daryl almost hit him with the axe when they're. Yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Although I'm sure it's a rubber axe, but still, it still hurt. So Jenner and Jacket, they're totally making out right now, right before it ends, right? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there they go. 
the timing's off. Well, they're still on dial-up, so it takes a while for the for the signal to reach the igniters. Yeah, I think you it's hear cool the that, dialing up right now. That you didn't. And see, this right here. This is just. Yeah, it's it's it starts out kind of cool, but then you see this stuff, and it's, it's CGI. This is just a really bad effect shot, if you ask me. Unfortunately. You got to do what you can with you know the budget you get, but yeah, it didn't really. Yeah. <laughs> I never noticed the palm tree on his dash before. It matches his shirts. That's true, and he's got the lays hanging from the from the roof. And Dale, you know, he likes to take it easy. Now, season two is going to pick up not just where this ended, but apparently like five seconds before. So I wonder if. Oh, I thought it was five seconds after. I'm pretty sure he said five seconds before that it would overlap. But I, either way, I mean, it's going to be. Because that matters. Right? <laughs> yeah, or really. I mean, <laughs> basically, it's going to pick up right when this leaves off. So we don't have to worry about a six months later. <laughs> five seconds before, which is where we see, you know, Merle sneaks up onto the camera from behind them or something. <laughs> <laughs> He's like holding on. It's like De Niro and Kate Fear. He's just holding on. He's underneath the camper like Indiana <laughs> exactly. Jones or like uh, like Keanu Reeves from Speed. Let's go more obscure. Sideshow Bob and the Simpsons episode where it's Cape Fear. Okay, so we got Rick driving that. They got kind of the convoy going, yeah. I can't Shane and Daryl, their last two. I couldn't figure out. Yeah, Shane's, the Shane's like in the Jeep and Daryl's in the, the other one. With the truck with the motorcycle. And your other Cycle. drivers are T-Bone. T-Dog. Um, yeah, T-Dog. Carol. Yeah. Dale, Lori. Possible drivers. Anyway. We faded to black from the smoke monster that escaped the CDC. <laughs> So that was season one. And we still haven't heard crap about whether Michael Rooker is being involved in season two yet, have we? I think I'm amazed they've been able to keep that under wraps so long. Assuming that there is something to keep under wraps. Oh, we got to know it's coming. Like, I I don't doubt it's coming. I just said I'm I'm glad that they've been able to keep any details. It's a closely guarded uh, secret for sure. I I got a poster from a. From Comic Con on the back of it, it said hashtag Where's Merle. I mean, they they got something planned. We'll see what happens. I forgot about that. That's right. I haven't heard of yeah, that. That's pretty. That's they're, pretty yeah, cool. They're, actually, they're pushing they're they're pushing that big at Comic Con at the panel or at the um at the booth on the floor. They had a they all the uh, the booth babes are saying you know hashtag Where's Merle in your Twitter for Walking Dead. Were the Walking Dead booth babes dressed up like zombies? Uh, no, they were just wearing AMC shirts. Uh, yeah, the I I would have preferred to see, of course, bikini-clad women dressed made up as zombies, but sexy you know, you zombie nurses. But yeah, but you know, budget cuts and what have you. You can't you can't get everything you want. <laughs> so now we we mentioned it. John and I mentioned it on the last episode, season two. 
apparently is going to feel more like two season ones because there's going to be, um, was it seven? But without a year in between. Right. It's like seven or eight weeks in between, I think. Well, yeah, it's basically it's from October 16th through like two weeks before Christmas. We have pod one, if you will. And then pod two will air starting in February. I want to say like the first week of February. Which makes sense. That's That's a good way to break it up. Yeah, yeah, a lot of shows do similar yeah. things. Most of them just have more episodes that they're splitting. Um, but another but that, good another good reason, and John and I touched on this, was because of the budget. It kind of helps with the budget. Oh, possibly. Yeah. So I'm excited. Very cool. So that's it for this episode. You can leave us a voicemail at 516-468-7912. You can email us a comment, comments at walkingdeadtv.com. Check us out on Mondays. That's Half Hour Wasted. That's Brad's show. Or Legion of Dudes on Thursdays. That's my show, John's show, Russ's show, Jim's show. And, of course, Aaron's show, Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You can find them all at hhwlod.com. Check out our Facebook groups for LOD, HHW, Walking Dead TV, and Media Minutes. And follow us on Twitter, at WDTV Podcast, and at HHWLOD underscore network. And, uh, yeah, you can follow me at Twitter at Aaron at Aaron's PS3. And, uh, yeah, check out the show, Out Now with Aaron and Abe, if you, if you felt like I did a decent job in this commentary, or you want to hear who would want to suffer, you know, listening to me. Uh, you can, you know, listen to Abe uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, my, just bear with me as we talk about movies weekly. So until there's no more room left in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, the door might be rocket launcher proof, but your head ain't. Have a good week. Good night, guys. Bye-bye. I gotta get my foot pillow. Did you I say should we? Just, I were you asking I'd, should we? Or I missed the word should we? If that was at the, if that was at the yeah, beginning. should we? I guess I just did. If we don't edit this out, <laughs> <laughs> I'll edit around it. It'll sound all. It'll sound all good. Uh, yeah. Dun, 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 dun. All right. We didn't do it. You didn't do it. And remember, yeah, I'll, do, I'll do, do it in normal. post. I forgot. I forgot to think of something. I've done a couple of them in post. So okay. okay. It's one one of the benefits of editing everything. I guess so. <laughs>